Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash mmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Happy holiday, my friends, and welcome to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. My name is Maverick, and you can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. Uh, holidays, because it's going to be a while <laughs> until you hear us again. Uh, what's up, everybody? Colby here. You know where to find me. You know why I'm here. All right. My name is Dave Rivero, and you can find me on the social medias at D underscore River underscore oh i'm here so i don't get fined and where's aaron <laughs> he's supposed to, to be pay here. you first <laughs> uh yeah aaron is abandoning us aaron quit the podcast he hates us fine uh we have a replacement though go ahead and introduce yourself that's right my name is brian holtzhauser and i'm here today because uh apparently aaron was coughing up too much and he he couldn't Ooh. make it this week. Ooh. He couldn't make it this week after making somebody made comments about Uncle Ben getting clapped, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then Aaron was coughing up a lung. So poor guy. But yes, I'm here, Brian. I'd also like to express condolences to him too. Yes, deepest condolences, thoughts and prayers. Um, I can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. MySpace. Omega. Uh, Omega. <laughs> All at BrianJH57. And Beautiful. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you. Uh, so, Brian, how do, you, how do you know us, us boys? Well, I know us all only through band. Band, band, only band. Um, I am one year older than most of us, from, of everybody that's talking today. Everyone who's still on the podcast. Everybody who is still there, yes. Uh, <laughs> and I am now teaching. I'm off doing my thing. And I'm glad to be on break. 12 days is going to go by real fast. But I know. I, it's it's it not long enough. Good. It's not long enough. I'm feeling oh, it. You're but gonna, You're going to love it, David. <laughs> Narrator. He did not love it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how was everybody's week? Uh, mine was actually really busy at work. Um. So I'm happy to have a little bit of a break. Shout out to higher education for letting me not work next week. But yeah, I was busy. How how are y'all? I am doing well. I am still chilling on break. I need to start planning for next semester. Like. The day after Christmas, because I got to start teaching theater and I am 100% not prepared for that. Ooh, theater. To be or not to be. We'll spend a week on it. That, that's what you're going to have to figure out. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, I think I'm the one person that does not have the break. Uh, unfortunately, we'll have to work Christmas Eve. But luckily, I'm off Christmas Day. It's been a pretty week, uh, heavy week. In terms of my job, a lot of people coming to the estate, lots of sales, and so it, it's still time to get this bread. They stay open all the time. Yeah, three hundred sixty-five days a year, just like Disney World. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is the Biltmore Disney World of Asheville? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> it's Asheville's Disney World. Good company, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, did y'all see that, like, Carowinds is staying open, like, over the winter, like, holiday? I did no. not see that. Yeah, you could have gone to Disney World, not Disney World, I mean, you could have gone to Disney World, but you didn't. You could have gone to Carowinds this weekend. The Disney World of Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I feel like I don't want to go 
to an amusement park when it's 50 degrees. That sounds really cold. I will actually be going to Disney um, in in Orlando on the 28th or something. Because my whole family is uh, Syracuse. Well, my dad's Syracuse fans. He went to Syracuse. So we're going to go down to the bowl game. And we might we might actually go to one of the parks one day. And, it's like uh, people who it's like people who go to who go on uh, like Arctic cruises or like Christmas cruises. <laughs> like it feels counterproductive. Yeah, who, would do who, who would do such a thing? Have, cough, cough. Have y'all done that? <laughs> we we did that. It sounds like someone who would get kicked off the podcast. <laughs> Is that what Aaron said? Cough, right cough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh man, uh, shall we actually start talking about stuff? What stuff? I thought we were just hanging. Is there stuff? <laughs> just four bros chilling on the podcast. Uh, a hundred right. miles <laughs> apart because we're doing our jobs. Because <laughs> we're adulting. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's talk about this game on. Was that yesterday? It was. Yes. It felt like an eternity. You mean the game was in 2018? It's oh 2018's been like 10 years. Um. Oh, I had a good one. What was the movie? Oh, y'all remember Justin Timberlake did the Super Bowl this year? Excuse oh, wow. me. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when someone told me A Quiet Place came out in 2018. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Run that by me again. <laughs> did Black Panther come out in 2018? What? Did it? Uh, remember um, Nutcracker came out this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was, a, there was a basketball game yesterday. Uh, Kentucky and Carolina played in that Champions Classic um, in Chicago. The CBS. Eagles fell to BBN uh, 80 to 72. And we look and like some hot trash. <laughs> that game should not have... If Kentucky was better, that game would have been a lot... It would have been a blowout. It was looking like the Michigan game for a while. Were we missing anybody from that? No. Nope. No. Were they missing Unfortunately, anybody? At least that would have been an excuse. Mm. But, yeah, I, I just still kind of blows my mind that that's the team that lost by 30 to Duke. So, I mean, I guess these things kind of happen, but Duke, um, Kentucky always starts slow and then heats up, but it was a little embarrassing to say the the least for that game. This is one of their weaker Kentucky squads. And the fact that we couldn't hang I mean, it felt, I did, I watched the replay, unfortunately, but the fact that we couldn't hang with them worries me. Like they were just out efforting us. Can confirm. Our uh, we are struggling in on the interior, big time. Listen, I when I'm not even like if we have this same if we had Armando Bacot this year, I think we'd be title contenders just because he was that large, tall post presence that we need. We just need him now. <laughs> yeah the the post the post development from our bigs is 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 not it. It's just not it. Chief. And it's it's we're struggling because of it. The interior defense is not good, but honestly, that's for me the most frustrating thing about this team is like the lack of care for every possession. There are entirely too many live ball turnovers. Like two, one dude, uh, Hagens, Hagens, however you say his name on Kentucky, he had eight steals by himself. I mean, and it's on, like, entry passes and stuff and out on the key, and they're just well, stealing it and hitting easy layups for it. Not even like, just that. It's, like, bouncing off of our own, like, a lack of caring for possessions. Like, Kobe White had his, like, lost a few possessions because it bounced off his leg. Yeah, he lost one on the inbound, even, and it bounced right off his leg. Like, I think somebody yeah. said a stat that at halftime there was, like, uh, in the last 60 minutes of play, or... Yeah, 60 minutes, 20 from that game and 40 in the Gonzaga game. It was something like 43 turnovers by that point. I don't know what it was at the end of the game, how many of the turnovers there were in total. But but Gonzaga Stupid. and the first half in, of Kentucky was uh, notably um, a ridiculous amount of turnovers. Ridiculous. 
as Fuchs would say, in toto. <laughs> it was... It's, and the thing about that is... You know how sometimes I say, like, Jameis Winston is not the kind of bad that you can win with? Like, that type of bad you can't do anything with. That's the type of bad that's going to lose you games. Like, not having any interior defense, like, there are ways to overcome that. Like, by scheming in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not just playing, not taking care of the ball. You can't, it's very hard to overcome that. We did against Gonzaga, but we aren't going to be able to do it consistently as seen by the very next game. Yeah, I, I put this in the group message and I said, this team shoots itself in the foot more than any other team consistently, I think. So like when we had teams previous to this one, like from 2013 up to now, the ones that I've been familiar with. They've been a victim of either lack of effort or some bad luck or like someone having a really hot shooting night. You know, like, you know what I'm talking about? This team, it feels like we're just getting either out efforted or we're shooting ourselves in the foot with these turnovers. Like it, it, there's no, oh, man, this person made 10 threes or this person just ate it, ate us up like all night, had 40 points. No, it's not. that. They're just like schematically and effort like through effort beating us by shooting yourself in the foot do you mean the uh all the times where we get a fast break and then in that fast break we pass it like like luke passes it into somebody and it, it totally gets steeled right back the other way is that what you're talking about yep. yeah. lost possessions that happened that happened more times than than uh the the announcers care to say <laughs> It, it became. It became. I and mean, also, we get on fast breaks ourselves, and just they lose control of the ball, and it bounces off him, and it goes out of bounds. Right. Um, seventh had a couple of times where he was driving to the basket, and it just rolls off his leg out of bounds. But still, so now on the on the topic of seventh, did did y'all realize that technically, I don't know if "realize" is the right word, but saw that seventh actually has more points per possession than Kobe. I believe it because Kobe's a volume shooter. Like he, like his his points come off him shooting a lot. So it's like it's not. I'm not saying bench Kobe. I'm not going to go that far. I just yeah. think I think what would how would y'all feel about either moving Kobe to uh, so okay seventh at the one, Kobe at the two, uh, Cam at the three, Luke at the no wait hold on no Kenny at the three. Cam at the four, Luke at the five. Would that interest y'all? But our best lineups are when Garrison and Luke are in there together. Surprisingly. Like that, as far as like plus minus, like, which, and this is also the correct way to use plus minus. As far as plus minus, that's our best big duo. All of our small ball lineups suck. Yeah. So I don't know what the fix is. I mean, sometimes you can say no turnovers, but I can guarantee you the amount of times that we've said it, Roy has said it 10 times more because he's a freaking basketball coach. Not only a basketball coach, but one of the most successful. So I guarantee you all the things that fans and everything are upset about, he and his assistant coaches have talked about to the team. I just don't think they found a fix, which if they can't find one, I doubt anything that anyone on Twitter has to say, you know, will probably work. Now, there's, you know, all the people that say start Nasir and that'll fix some of our problems. I like I'm I'm in the crowd that thinks that we should start Nasir and that he would he'll work out all of his issues with more playing time. But. But you went ahead and applied it right there that he's still not playing his best basketball. No. I mean, he looks lost on defense a lot of times, which I get in the in the NBA may not be a huge deal all the time. But when you're playing college basketball like this, like we do, and you're losing possessions on turnovers, it becomes glaringly apparent. I think it'd be nice to see him start in the next couple games? Like, what's the next ones that we have? Davidson, Davidson is our next game, I think. And then Harvard. And then Harvard. That. So you, you, you might 
try around with that before we get into m- the most serious games. Like, isn't state coming up in January? Yep. Usually we, we can, we, <laughs> and state looks not, not too shabby. Yeah. So it, I mean, there's only a couple more rooms or games to, to have wiggle room to try out, um, some more lineups without, without really having to worry much. I think, although I'm not sure how, how good Davidson is doing other than those three pointers all the time. It seems like. Yeah. I was about to say, usually they just, I mean, I feel like if we beat Wofford they they play that kind of Wofford game, but a little bit toned down. Like they have Fletcher McGee. I don't think they have that Fletcher McGee type player. Uh, Davidson has beaten everyone except the power five teams that they played. They lost to Purdue and they lost to Wake Forest. Um, but other than that, they've been playing well, but they also, yeah, they've just, they've been playing like well for, for Davidson. So it won't be like just a walk into the gym and win, but. Do y'all, you know. we haven't had like a get right game. Like we don't have the chance to, we haven't had the chance. Like that might, it might be Harvard, but I don't think, I think Davidson's going to be a little tough for us. I mean, it should have been Gonzaga, but against Gonzaga, we had 20-some turnovers. Yeah. So. I just think, like Roy said, I don't know if Roy said this or somebody on Twitter said this, I'm I'm glad the kids are going home for Christmas because if they came back right after that game, I think they'd be running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, we will, we will see how they do. Um... I will be at the Davidson game. I think three of us will, it's because Brian, you're going too, aren't you? I'm not going to be at the Davidson game. What what day is that? No. On the Saturday. S- next Saturday. Is that a? Oh, it's the 28th, 29th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So oh, we're, we're going down to Orlando for four or five days. Ah, uh, yeah. I see. I will be in attendance. So my first time back at the dome. I'm excited. Had to pull out my trumpet. Played for the first time in six months. Was I the only one that was at the yeah, Kentucky team? I, um, I am doing that game, and then I'm jumping in the band for High Point <laughs> um, in their next home game, which is on the second, uh, the same day as Harvard. So nice. should be fun. None of you were, yeah. were at the Gonzaga game, were you? No, it's just you. How was that? That, that was something else to, to be able to be back there. And I was able to go to one of the games last year, like uh, one of the – the December games, but I, I don't remember who it was, but I was actually able to get on the risers showing, showing my unexpired student <laughs> ID because I didn't need a lottery for that. So I just walked in and, uh, I mean, the risers were okay, but it's not like being in the band, especially for a game where we won by 20. Um, but, but the Gonzaga game, what we also won by a lot, but that was way, way more exciting. And playing in the band again was, was, you know, I mean, you're you're gonna enjoy it a lot. Who, are all three of you gonna, about to do it again? I need to find a time to go down there, um, but I'm not doing the Davidson game. Okay. I mean, I got to find my shades. <laughs> that's right. I have my bandana. I have my sleeve. I'm set. I'm yeah. Ready. I definitely wore my ring for that, and I. Uh, What's actually, the? It was, uh, getting, it was getting in the way, but I wore it. What's the over-under on Annabelle crying when she sees y'all? That was happening. (laughs) There's just, it's like a one-to-one or a negative one-to-one. It's happening. Um, Anything else college basketball? Did y'all catch the Texas Tech-Duke game at all? Um, I watched the last half. So the second half, sorry. (laughs) Duke is mortal. Well, yeah. Plain and simple. Yes, and also, I'm tired of Texas Tech. I was tired of Texas Tech last year. I'm tired of Texas Tech again already. Get them out of here. They're like um, the freaking Raptors. Just get get them out of here. I'm done with them. They're pointless. They're going to win a bunch of games, then they're going to lose the Big 12 like they always do because Kansas is going to win the Big 12. I'm done with Texas Tech. Just get them out of here. Yeah, their defense looked pretty solid. It's their offense made me want to vomit. No, they they run that pack line like um Virginia. Like Virginia. 
And the, what I have seen is one, Zion has one move. He he drives right, spins left every single time. And that's how the dude drew that last quote-unquote charge, which was a bad, bad call. Um, but every single time, he drives right, spins left. Uh, one. Two. If you keep Duke out of transition, their half-court set is not that good. I don't think this UNC team is going to be the one to keep Duke out of transition. Yeah. that that there, Therein lies the problem. <laughs> With all the turnovers we have, Duke, if we have those turnovers against Duke, they're going to eat us alive. Because that's how they get their points. Zion gets yeah. his points on offensive rebounds and transition buckets. And when it's not those, it's his one move. Literally, I I told my dad that he just drives right and spins left, and the next time, two times he got the ball on the on the wing on the right, he did just that. So, watch for it; it's coming every single time. That's all I have for college basketball. Kansas lost to Arkansas. Uh, no, Arizona oh, State. Yeah, I watched that game last night. Did y'all see any of that besides um, David? I didn't have a chance to. No. Um, Adam Adam was over here. Uh, my friend Adam, for those of you who aren't us. Uh, <laughs> Adam uh, uh, slept in my house last night, and we were watching that game. And Arizona State is going to win some games. I don't think they are as good as that. But, you know, they're going to beat some people. Also, Kansas without Azubuki is not world beaters. is what I noticed from that game. But I'm not sure what his injury is or when he's when he'll be back, so. Uh, who knows? Um, who knows? Uh, the Canes, how are they doing? The Carolina Hurricanes are uh, a hockey team. But, <laughs> but they, <laughs> what? Good start. We're talking about hockey on here? Yes. National Hockey League, they are teetering right around the edge of of 500 for the season tonight. They won five, three against uh, Boston Bruins and they are, um, I think like 16 and 16 and seven, seven meaning overtime wins. And they started the season, the first six games without a, without a regular time loss. So, so they, it was four wins and two overtime losses, but no, I think, I think one of them may have been a, a, win in overtime and one was a loss but so they were looking really good at the beginning and then they they did pretty well going into the state fair break because when state fair comes to town they always have to go on the road for 10 days because they don't want to be there at the same time as the fair and also be there when state football is playing on uh, one of those Saturdays Um, so they usually have about 10 days where they're on the road and they were looking pretty good going into that. And I think they won two out of six of those. Um, but in the last 10 games, they are now three and, and seven, three, six and one, maybe. Um, so, but before tonight they were two and six, two and two and six and two, I think. Um, so they are definitely, definitely still there and they're actually, this is, this is, you know, it's one of their better years with Rod Brindamore as the head coach. Um, but it's, it's been a long road to get back to where they were in 2006 and 2009, 2006 being when they won the, the Stanley cup and 2009, I think is the last time they were in the playoffs, I think, um, and so, so I've always been a, a Hurricanes fan, casually a little bit in the last five, seven years. But my family, we always grew up with um, season tickets, and I was lucky enough to be at that that game in 2006 when they won the Stanley Cup. So I'm, so I, I've always had a special place for them in my heart. Um, so this season is a little more interesting with Rod Brindamore as the head coach because he played for them back in. 2006 um when they won the championship that's cool yeah so this is his his first season with them and um 
So it, it's 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 been pretty good. New owner, new coach, and tonight, especially tonight, was kind of cool because they had the the Hartford Whalers uniforms. The Whalers is the team back in Hartford, um, Connecticut. Yeah, and they played there for like twenty years before they before that team moved down to Raleigh in nineteen ninety five or six ninety. Well, this is the twentieth twenty first season, so. 97 I think is when they moved moved down there. So I yeah. I applied to a job at the Canes and their GM's last name is Waddell, so I was hoping that they'd see see that and they think, "Oh, he's a GM's I don't know, I don't know how old he is, grandson. I don't know." Uh <laughs> so I tried it it um did not work out for me. But <laughs> it was a valiant effort. So anyways, the the team is is looking okay, shooting right around five hundred for the season, and and uh, it just depends on winning multiple games in a row or losing multiple games in a row. You just want to make sure you you're not losing two or three in a row, which have that's happened a few times, and uh, especially the last ten games, it's it's been kind of bad. But but with the win tonight, five three win, that was that was not 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 bad. And that's Very all I have. Nice. Yep. Thank you. Hockey talk. We never get hockey talk. This has been your Kane's We're corner. still not gonna We're still not gonna talk about soccer. <laughs> no, we talked about soccer. We talked about soccer when uh when Turner was on. Was that the World Cup? Yeah, that's when they uh Well that's different. Mainstream. Like soccer. I'm not gonna talk about soccer now. Uh, let's talk NFL real quick. I don't have much with the NFL because the Panthers suck. Sick of it. I didn't even watch the game today. This shirt that I'm wearing, I was watch- I, I wore this shirt uh, pretty much every Sunday of the Panthers season, and I was hoping it'd be a good luck charm. But it's sad to me to realize today that the last time it worked was November fourth. November fourth, a month a month and like three weeks ago. Yep, and that was against Tampa Bay. That was the last time that I should have worn this shirt because now this is not a good luck charm. I feel the same way. When I have my, I have my uh, UNC jersey, number eleven, when Bryce Johnson was playing, and I was wearing it. Not Shea Rush. <laughs> I was wearing it <laughs> when uh, <laughs> I was wearing it for a while. I wore it the whole season, and then um, twenty sixteen national championship game happened, and I didn't wear it again. And I tried it again. Oof. The one day I tried to wear it again uh, was the Duke game when we were at Duke the next year. And I didn't wear it again for that whole season. <laughs> so I feel you. Big oof. Big, big uh, oof. The Panthers suck. Taylor Heineke did not last. Uh, Heineke, excuse me. Uh, did not last a half. I think it was three interceptions. Yeah, he threw three interceptions in that game. Yeah, it makes you and all those all the Facebook Panthers fans that are like literally any quarterback would be better than Cam. Oof. Oof. Um, that's all I had to say about the Panthers for now until we get into broader NFL talk because somehow the Panthers worked their way into national news this week. But <sighs> um, Maverick, the Titans are still in it. It, we're holding on for dear life. We ended up beating the Skins. We claimed the unofficial NFC East title because we did a clean sleep of the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and the Skins this year. Uh, but with uh, Pittsburgh just lost tonight to uh, to the Saints, and so that puts us in the driver's seat. Uh, we're playing an elimination game next week against Indianapolis to determine who gets the final wild card spot. So it's going to be fun. Indianapolis killed us last time, so we're going to have to play a lot better. If Marcus is still hurt, uh, our chances are going to be slim, but at least we're in a position to still make the playoffs. Sorry again to Aaron because we did eliminate the Browns officially from the playoffs. Good. Sorry. But they are 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. They, I think they oh, won you, today, didn't they? Yeah. Did y'all see that we killed the line? No. Oh, we were... We yeah, were up uh, nineteen to sixteen, and um, the skins had the ball, and 
they threw an interception. Malcolm Butler uh, picked it off and ran it for a touchdown, and that put us over the line. And Nevada went absolutely insane. <laughs> um, so we caused chaos. I can't believe I, I live in a timeline in which Greg Williams might be an NFL head coach again. I, I don't know how yeah. we arrived at this place, <laughs> but it looks like it might happen. Yeah, it happens. Oh, well. All right. Even on football, I did want to discuss National Siding Day a little bit. One second. Let me let me do my my one thing for the Panthers and we'll get we'll get to to signing day. Oh, cuz actually stuff did happen. Um so Cam's having shoulder problems again. He's been having shoulder problems since 2016. I think he waited too long to get surgery last year. Didn't come into the season completely healthy and then he took a hit from TJ Watt in the Steelers game right to the shoulder, helmet to the shoulder which kind of killed his arm for the rest of the season when he was having the best season of his career. So, if he happens to have the same injury as Andrew Luck, if he can't go next year, don't let him go next year. Wow, that's a bad penalty um, from the Chiefs. That's horrible. Um, If he can't go next year, don't let him go next year. Sign Colin Kaepernick to a one-year deal. One-year it's your team. See what you can get out of it. Why not? Who's the new owner? Tepper. David Tepper. David Tepper. Who signed Eric Reed, uh, Cap's homeboy. So, I don't know. There's not a better quarterback on the free agency market. And none of the quarterbacks in the draft excite me. I uh, this is my plan. <laughs> I will present it to um, Matt Herney and see what he says. <laughs> Marty Herney and see what he says. Because I I heard who was Lauren Brownlow on um, the drive through hot takes. I love listening to last her. week saying um, to si- like draft a quarterback in the third round because Cam's getting kind of up there. Um, which there. he is. <laughs> I, he's 30. Well, Tom Brady's well, next, like 50. Yeah, Excuse Tom me, Brady. 40. Tom Brady, he has that TB12 technique, whatever. Uh, Cam Newton is not so fortunate. Plus, he's like a quarterback with running back miles, and that's not going to age very pretty. Yes, that doesn't I, last long. Yeah. Uh, so even if he does sit next year and we sign somebody... The, when he turns 31, we need to start thinking about a successor. It, it's about that time. The window is closing. That makes me sad. I know. It makes me really sad. Because then we're going to have to go to go back to white bread quarterbacks. Yeah. Cause like some milk toast looking freaking Jake DeLome looking the- quarterback. <laughs> I love Jake DeLome. I love that man. Uh, <laughs> Del Homie. How old is he? I really do. Can he come do back? You know, but do you know who I who I think they might draft though if they if, if they go the draft route? Uh Ryan Finley. Please dear, dear God no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I feel like I have a skewed sample of Ryan Finley in my head because he's literally never thrown a touchdown against UNC. Because <laughs> apparently he's a really good quarterback. But I've never seen it. So... <laughs> I don't know. That was just my plan. I think it's a good one. Uh, but we should... Uh, let's talk about signing day for a little bit. Then we need to jump into our content corner. The Mac is back. Oh, my goodness. The Mac is back. And he made a big statement. We had the early signing period, signing day um, for recruits. that are sort of etched in stone, like where they're exactly wanting to go so they can enroll early and start kind of getting the program. Um, We already talked about Mac got about six recruits in a 24-hour period. And he's gotten a couple more since then. So a lot of those ended up actually signing their letter of intent 
But the big news of the day, uh, there's a kid by the name of Sam Howell that was a quarterback in uh, Sun Valley. Yeah, uh, that's over that near exactly me. In the state. Charlotte. That's, it is, I thought it was near Charlotte. Um, he's rated, I believe, as the number three overall quarterback in this year's class. Um, more of a pro style, whatever that means. Uh, oh, <laughs> quarterback and um, had been committed to Florida State since about April, I believe. But once they lost their offensive coordinator that went up to was it UMass, I believe, um, he actually was one of the head recruiters for his um, time that what got him to go to Florida State. Once he left in, Mac Brown kind of swooped in and got him and he ended up flipping to the heels, which was one of the big flips of the day. So we have a quarterback. Do we redshirt him? I think we see how it plays out. In the... He can play four games. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, ultimately, it's going to be Max' decision. But if he plays well enough to, you know, run this offense, I mean, I assume it's going to be between him and Fort Fortin, Cade Fortin. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that's who the competition is going to be against because Nathan Elliott needs to get his butt up out of here. And Chaz Surratt's going to transfer, so it's okay. It was the whole thing. It was funny. People were like, people were like, what all this competition now? Now he has to fight Cade Fortin and Jace Reuter completely forgetting about the fact that Elliott and Chaz are still on the team. I'm like, I'm sorry, but Chaz, (laughs) I like Chaz. I do. But I just, I don't think he stays. I think he transfers. I think he sees that there's not really any place for him anymore. Why he transfer to Carolina? No, he was he committed to Duke, and then he flipped oh. to Carolina. Who's the one that came from LSU, or was that was going to come? From oh, LSU? that's Brandon. Oh Harris. man, Brandon, Brandon Harris. Harris. Oh my, my sweet, sweet child. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, I mean, I think we made a big. I believe we jumped up forty spots in the recruiting rankings, which is just, I think we ended up with like the thirty sixth overall class. Whoa. Uh, which which is incredible. I mean, for how far we jumped in a short amount of time. So that's, I mean, you got to give it a lot of credit to Mac Brown and the staff because they've been working hard. And he said they're going to really go hard for uh, the March signing day, trying to get some superstars that are out of state. Because now he has a bargaining chip. Because we've all talked about this before is that Mac Brown is at his best when he has a solid quarterback, and so he might have just found one. How many days was Mac Brown back? Like ten started adding this <laughs> ten days, about 10 like days. ten. Yeah, so he's he's. Like, you can tell he's been working hard. He may have been thinking about this before then. So, mm. I, I it, it, at the very least, it's pretty exciting. I would say it's something new and it's something to be excited about. I'll be excited when we start winning. I, I've dug my heels in so far. <laughs> I've done yeah. my listen so far to, on this stands. I I can't go back now. So I just gotta I just gotta ride it out. Oh man. We also flipped the NC State commit. That was a big one too. Tristan Miller was an offensive lineman originally committed to state. Um I believe he's like six five, three two eighty five. So that's a solid addition to the line. Look at us making a statement. Because, uh, yeah, big statement. Because um, especially how it seems like injury always plagues our O-line, so can't have enough linemen. Because we did also just lose uh, William Sweet, who de- declared for the draft. I think he's definitely got a spot on a team. So Nice guy. Really nice yeah, guy. Very nice guy. So wish all the best to him. And so that's just we just have to get a lot more replacements in that regard. Audible. Audible. This segment is brought to you by Audible. Really, the second half of this show is brought to you by Audible. For you <laughs> listeners who never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30, 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. My recommendation for this week is The Night Before Christmas by Clemency Moore. You can download it or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. Brian. Yes. 
you saw Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, I was convinced to see it uh, when I listened to your episode. Even though you were talking about it, you, you had opinions, and I was I was uh, debating whether or not to mute it because I didn't want to hear too much. But luck, mm. luckily, luckily, uh, I don't think I heard too much, and I enjoyed it. I went to see it with my sister, and my parents saw it a few days beforehand, and they were like, you got to go see it. And uh, so we might actually go see it again because my brother hasn't seen it, but we're, we're, we're definitely going to want to uh, see it again, I think. But um, it, it was interesting. You mentioned the animation style, but it was it was definitely interesting because you could see, like, the red and blue lines on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was I turned to my sister like, this this wasn't, like, supposed to be 3D. We went to see the, the at the Mission Valley Theater in uh, at uh, on State's campus, so mm-hmm. I don't think they really do 3D showings. But but by doing that, by doing the red and blue lines and and the focusing like that, you can really tell where where you're supposed to be looking because they, yeah. they focus on the on the characters more, and it's it's definitely a little blurrier around around the side, and you've got the dot matrix dot matrices matrices i guess all around it and um uh so you definitely mentioned how i know you already said it um how it looks more like a comic book you're watching a comic book mm-hmm. in this movie and um uh, i think the story was good the story was good and wilson fisk is just uh enormous he's like 15, <laughs> yeah. 15 he, looks, he looks like he came out of that kanye west music video for real <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, I my, my sister saw it in 3D, and she I she, one of the parts where it was like the the red and blue burriness. Mm-hmm. She texted me after the movie. She was like, "So I just saw it in 3D, but there were some parts that were looked like they were supposed to be in 3D, but they weren't in 3D." And I was like, "I know exactly what parts you're talking about. It wasn't supposed to be 3D." So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting interesting choice for an animation style, but I think it ended up working. It was nice to see Stanley in there too. Yeah, that was really good. It was a sweet cameo. Yeah. Uh I saw Mary Poppins Returns. Oh really? On Wednesday. Yes, I Mary did. Mary Poppins. I As also- I live and breathe. <laughs> As I live and breathe. Uh, How was Alexander Hamilton? Everyone's been crapping all over Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs) 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 When the movie came out Wednesday, I've seen nothing but Lin-Manuel Miranda slander on my TL. I didn't think that was possible. When the movie came out. Um, I didn't know that there was such a strong contingent that did not like like, his, his singing. And I mean, to be fair... There are like analogs to from this movie to to the first one since it's a sequ- a sequel boot. Sequel? It is, yeah, um, yeah, it's a sequel boot. A revisit, perhaps. Yes, a revisit to the world of Seventeen Cherry Tree Lane. Uh, Emily Blunt to Julie Andrews, awesome. She, Emily Blunt was amazing. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda to Dick Van Dyke. There is no comparison. Mm-hmm. Like Dimvit, Dick Van Dyke brought something to that role. A, um, a terrible English accent. Like, like a terrible English accent. The worst English It's the accent. worst English accent <laughs> I've ever heard. But it's still Dick Van Dyke. But it's Dick Van Dyke and he brings like this physicality to the role. Like the ex- – I was watching today like a clip of him doing like the Invest Your Tuppence song in the bank. And like just like his – eyebrows that they painted white in that scene are so like animated and so visually compelling it's like he puts all of himself into those roles and you just don't get that from Lin-Manuel Miranda and that's Which fair. Is fine like he was okay he was he did his job but like he he wasn't Dick Van Dyke did the music sound like Lin-Manuel Miranda like the songs that he sang the music sounded like Mary Poppins, I thought. Oh, that's good. Were there themes from the, the original? Not really. Okay. So uh, it tried to original, make its own thing. Original music, though? Yes. That's good. For the most part. there was. St- I, I can think of one time where I heard like a leitmotif um, from the first movie. Um, 
Mm-hmm. For the most part, it was all all new stuff. Is it a classic? It, is it going to be a classic? I so I was listening to uh, Fighting in the War Room, which I mention it like every week now. It's a great podcast. I really, I really <laughs> love it. Um, and one of the hosts, Katie Rich, brought her two and a half year old son to the movie and afterwards like he was singing like every song from the movies like the entire time so maybe this is maybe they got uh mary poppins for this generation well it's so it's like when i went to see uh i see i even forgot the name the greatest showman i saw the greatest showman i was like this movie sucks (laughs) like i was in the theater laughing not like not with the movie i was laughing at the movie (laughs) And then I get home and I check Facebook and there's art, like people love it. My sister loves it. Like people are like all about it. And I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. I, I think it's the same thing. It's like, maybe it's not for me, but you know, kids love it. And if other people love it, good for them. Maybe it's made for them and not me. So maybe it's the same with Mary Poppins. It's, maybe it's yep. not for some people it's for other people. Don't get me wrong. I love this. I love this movie. I thought it was so charming and so just like lovely. It's just nice. Um, but I didn't. The for Mary Poppins, the songs from the first Mary Poppins are so ingrained in our culture. Like everybody knows Spoonful of Sugar. Everybody oh, yeah. knows. Um, Super Califragilisticexpialidocious. That's just yeah. It's a part of American culture that this movie is not a part of yet. Yet it could. It very Everyone well know, might yeah. be. Everyone knows Chim Chimney, bro. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely you could definitely tell like okay, so this is like the spoonful of sugar song. This is the the chimney sweep dancing song. This is the super califragilisticexpialidocious song. They were filling their um, roles, their yeah, tropes in the in the movie. We're um sorry. Go ahead. Finish your finish your thing. Um, this one definitely has more plot than the first Mary Poppins because literally nothing happens in the first Mary Poppins. It's just Mary Poppins and the kids doing stuff, <laughs> which is fine. I loved it, but nothing happens in that movie. Like there's actually a like a through line in the plot to this movie, which I I liked. I'm also glad I saw them back to back. I think. Watching one one day and one the next day kind of gave me a through line, but it also made me realize how how much nothing happens in the first one. <laughs> what were you asking? Uh, I was just asking if uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, like I know he's doing a British accent in this, is it trying to invoke D- Dick Van Dyke or is he trying to have a good accent or like what what's the deal with that? Like was it fully? I don't know. If he was trying to do it like a real accent, was it good? <laughs> it was fine. You could tell it was. You could tell it was Lin Manuel Miranda doing a British accent. Uh, yeah, fair. That that reminds me. A quick side note: you all saw mm-hmm. Ready Player One. Yes, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that the also first came time out this year. A couple weeks <laughs> ago. Yeah, that that came out this year. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Simon Pegg was in that, mm-hmm. and he. He didn't have his normal accent. He had a, an American accent, and yeah, it, it threw me off. It threw me way off when I, when I saw one. that. I, I didn't even <laughs> recognize him because his voice is probably the most recognizable part of him. Well, it's like when I when I saw I used to watch Sherlock way before Doctor Strange came out, mm-hmm. and so hearing Benedict or Benadryl uh, Cabbage Patch, <laughs> <laughs> you know, talking an American accent at Doctor Strange threw me off as well. Yeah, but his he him and Tom Hardy kind of have like Tom Hardy's worse, but they both have a little bit of a suspect American accent. There, like, there's some words like oop, oop. Ooh. Is Benedict Cumberbatch is actually uh, English, right? Yeah, he is British. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just checking. If you yeah, out of when you watch like sure, I can't remember. I'm bad for not remembering what else he's in. But when I see Sherlock, it's like very British, and then you watch. Doctor Strange, and I feel like he has a believable accent. Yeah. Tom Holland, great New York accent. Oh, oh yeah. Fantastic oh, New York oh, accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I first heard him talk outside the movie, I was like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah. Um, 
accent talk. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I really like Mary Poppins. Uh, I was surprised that a bunch of critics did not. Um, a lot of critics came out of the movie thinking like this is a sh- a shallow hole of a movie. I was like, well, jeez. Jeez. <laughs> what they think Yikes. of Venom? <laughs> um, so Mary was popping, to say the least. Yes. Yes, she was. Liddy. But Emily, Practically Emily Blunt did good. in every way. What was that? Emily Blunt did, did well in there. Yes, she did. She did very good. Very well. Very well. She was great. Very well. It's tough and to the follow kids up. Were great. The OG. Oh, yeah. Big, big shoes to fill. But she's probably the most appropriate to do it. Yeah, I can't think of anyone in Hollywood I'd want to see, uh, anyone else I'd want to see do it. I think she was pretty great pa- casting. Also, Ben Wishaw as grown-up uh, Michael was also really, really good. Oh, he was the guy from uh, from James Bond. He was in that. And Cloud Atlas. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Michael, the I always Daniel Craig James. I Collins. always, I always get Cloud Atlas and Atlas Shrugged confused, and those are two very different things. Very different. So those are two very <laughs> different things. And so you say you always, you say Cloud Atlas, and I'm like, oh, and Ryan. And I'm just like that's not what was happening. <laughs> He's also the voice of Paddington, which is one of my favorite movies of the past. Yo, years. I need to actually straight up watch those because every like every time I hear it mentioned, it's always in a positive like way or like talked about as like the the movie you would never expect to actually be good, but is actually good. Both Paddingtons. <laughs> yeah, is it about Paddington, Paddington the bear? It yeah, sure is. it is. So that's like the G-rated Ted, and it's adorable. Yes. <laughs> Gives you the feels, bro. It is so cute. I love Paddington. Um, Maverick's falling asleep, so we should start talking about holiday stuff. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling. Chilling. Are you ready for the holiday spectacular? Bum, 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 Keep that bum. up. It's going to be my backing track. Uh, so first, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk. What is your favorite holiday TV special, Maverick? The Star Wars holiday special. What is your real one? <laughs> 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 the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> Are you talking about the one with the with the the Wookiee family? Yes. Are you choking? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't Such really a think of another special that I don't like. I can't think of a special, but I always like watching it. I never watch a Christmas story other than when it's on TV around this time. Screw that yeah. movie. Bad. I mean, movie. it's a yeah, it's a holiday special. I mean, the one I guess it's one that just comes on every year would be like the Santa Claus series. Does that count? I, I would yeah. put that under movie. I'm talking okay. about like television show that has like a Christmas episode. Mine would be the first SpongeBob Christmas episode, oh. where SpongeBob brings Christmas to Bikini Bottom. Fantastic this Christmas feels like the very first Christmas to me. <laughs> that one, yes, that yeah. one. <laughs> Mr. Crab on the pipes, getting <laughs> that falsetto, and that falsetto. <laughs> Yo, that's that slaps. That was a good. That's always a good one. Uh, what about the uh, y'all remember uh, that old crappy movie? Grandma got run over by a reindeer that came on yes. um, uh, Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. That strange movie. Yeah, <laughs> where like grandma got ran over. She's in like a coma, and they got the auntie <laughs> trying to sue Santa Claus. It's like it's the whole thing. Yes, I do remember that. I yeah, I just entered it. the I entered the subconscious of everyone's childhood just now by mentioning that. <laughs> I have a deep cut if y'all are ready for it. Go for it. Olive the Other Reindeer. Which one's that? Did you one? all watch Olive the Other Reindeer? Okay, so. Explain it, it to came, me because it sounds familiar. I've heard of it. It came on Cartoon Network and it was about a little dog named Olive. Oh, I remember this. No, yeah, I remember this. Something happened to Rudolph one day and Santa was on TV and he was like, all right, I don't know what happened, but we're going to have to depend on all of the other reindeer. And Olive was like, wait, that's That's me. 
I'm the other reindeer. I got to go to the North Pole to help Santa. <laughs> and then Olive goes to the North Pole. It is the weirdest Christmas special that I watched it every single year. I, I remember. I tell you why. <laughs> I remember now. Yep. Yeah, I just looked that up on Google. And yeah. that's some weird cartoony like animation there that who who voices who voiced olive i feel like it's somebody famous give me a second that was who <laughs> olive comma the other reindeer um drew barrymore true barrymore <laughs> 1999 drew barrymore of close encounters of the Third kind fame. That's a joke from my Twitter. You got to follow of me to get fifty to get first reference dates. for that one. <laughs> wow, wow. Anything? Who else? Who else has one? Well, Charlie Brown. Have a go. I'll stay cliched. I'll go with the Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's That's a good. good one. Yeah. Or 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 Benny Hanna Christmas. That that was in terms of TV shows. It was either that one or the or the. Uh, or the office Christmas episode where he gets like 15 handles of vodka and he says, is this enough to get everybody drunk? And he says, 15 handles? That should do it. Or like 20 handles or something. Shout out to the office one time. One hand clap for the office. Great show. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but I do like... All right. Holiday... Well, Movie, in terms of Mavericks. movies, well, Maverick well, had the yes, Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was younger, I really liked uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jake Lloyd. Oh yes, and Sinbad. I also and Sinbad too, because um, Turbo Man. I was like, I want Turbo Man because of that. But I think Elf has has surpassed it now. Yes, I just watched yeah. that today. I recorded that. And I made sure that I would have it in DVR, and I made a point of watching it today before the Panthers game started. Um, for me, like I said, uh, a Christmas story is a trash movie, but Polar Express is very strange. Robert Zemeckis, I'm not sure what he was going for in that movie, but I love it. I really enjoy Polar Express. It's a very creepy, creepy animation style and creepy mocap, but I, I really like Polar Express, so that's what I'm going with. I, I think the fact that they had the adults do the capture animation for that and then and then children do the voicing, that adds another level to, to your appreciation of it, I think. Because they had they used oversized props for all that to make it look like they were actually children. Oh um, really? Yeah, but but the it was the adults in the dot suits that did all the capture animation. And it, I don't know when that came out, 2003 or 4. 2004. 2004. That was the first time that they had um that type of capture animation. And it was also the first time that it was a 3D and it was the first um when they released it in the theater, that was the first time it was 3D and um, standard definition, I guess. Um, cause before that they had either released it normal or released it as a 3d, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, um, back in 2004, that was, that was a, a big thing for them to do the capture animation like that. That was the first movie I ever saw in IMAX was Polar Express. It was IMAX 3d and it was like the wraparound IMAX mm -hmm. where it was like everywhere. It was pretty good. The pro, pro, that might be one of the reasons I, I love it so much. That'll get you. But um, yeah. but the Santa Claus movies are strange. Um, but I also very much like them. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. I, I think good. I think I I might like the second one better than the first one. Kind of definitely not the third one though. Even though it has Martin Short in it. It's uh, the third one is. I think they're they're trying to do too much with all those other magical cre creatures. But uh, the fir the first one was good, and it's it's good for nostalgia reason reasons. 
because the because Charlie the the kid was the same Charlie that came back in the second and third movie. I'm pretty sure it was the same same actor. I did not realize that the second Santa Claus didn't come out till eight years after the the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So so hmm. yeah. So that's why it is it is the same actor and and uh, and he's obviously grown up in high school by that point. Big big boy. A big boy. But Elf um, Elf is my favorite feature length movie. But the non-feature length movies, like the well, Charlie Brown is a is a TV show, but the Grinch, the uh, original Grinch, like the twenty five minute one, that was that was my favorite, like TV special that would come on, and I love that you can just find it online and watch it in in twenty five minutes, and it doesn't take two hours to watch it like the Jim Carrey one does. Oh, but I like the Jim Carrey one. It's, it's parts a- of it are good. It's such a strange movie. Is why are all of like the, the ones I like super weird? <laughs> it's a really weird, really weird take on the Grinch story, but I, I'm into it. I watched it with my family like three years ago. Just it was on, and we were all just like sitting there, and it turned into it's one of those where like it turned into us watching the movie. Um, and it was just it was a it was a time. Uh, but I was laughing the whole time. So, didn't that one come yeah. out in two thousand? Two thousand, yeah. Two thousand. The same year two that Pokemon two thousand came out. <laughs> I just want to peek at you. All right. Uh, favorite Christmas slash holiday song or album? Uh, I like. I will be basic and say Michael Bublé's um, Christmas album is real great, real good. Uh, recently, uh, Ariana Grande's Christmas stuff I really like. Um, Santa Tell Me is a good song. Uh, but I always say that I judge every Christmas album off of their rendition of Oh Holy Night. If your Oh Holy Night doesn't slap, I, I, got it. I can't do it. I think one of my favorites, like artists of all time, is uh, Bing Crosby. Bing just kills the game with the Christmas songs. Because uh, he's got two of my favorite. I mean, I like White Christmas. I also like It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Those are probably two of my favorite songs. Very nice. Bing's got a nice voice. I like his singing voice. And his name sounds like a sound effect. Bing! My more formative years of music... I. I guess in high school, I started listening to Straight No Chaser. It was the the uh, acapella group that came from Indiana University, and uh, they're now a professional group like the Pentatonics. But there's like ten of them, and they had some Christmas albums. And I listened to to that probably probably every year. I would I would put it back on my phone just so I could have it on there. And they've got some. Like they have their Christmas can can and the Twelve Days of Christmas, which are probably the most popular ones. Um, but I, I guess they were most popular from those Christmas albums, and then they started doing more stuff, more more popular, not just seasonal music. And um, but they have a pretty good Oh Holy Night on there. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would recommend. I don't think they've put out a Christmas album. Since like 2010 or 11. Well, no, no, later than that, 13 or 14 probably. But uh, there's one called Christmas Cheers that that has the really good songs on there. And there's one in particular that has the Grinch. And they have a bass singing the Grinch song, like the Thurl Ravenscroft Grinch song. And it's <laughs> like way down in that octave, like you're a mean one and I, and he just can't nobody nobody can sing that though but but he did as impressive maverick <laughs> do you want me to try it go for it i ain't doing that <laughs> i ain't going to embarrass myself like that i think it's a good song are... though that's actually one of my favorite songs too 
is a good one. It's my dad's favorite. Actually, my dad's favorite is like is the Christmas song, like the Nat King Cole Christmas song. Yes. Oh, that's good. I also like that too. Um, but he he really digs the um the you're a mean one. Like he he like is he goes hard. He goes hard on, on the Grinch. <laughs> hard in the paint. Um, in the green paint. We need to wrap it up. So rapid fire. First thing that comes to your mind. Favorite Christmas food. Go. Math. One, uh, one thing. Macaroni. Brian. My mom makes this chocolate bark. Chocolate on, uh, on saltine crackers. They're awesome. Mm. Cookies. That's what they are. Mine is a rib roast. David had to leave. Uh... <laughs> Oh. David is gone, in case you didn't realize. Yeah, we didn't address it because yeah, did we go? like to be smooth. But I believe that is all the time we have today. We got to get out of here, and I want to edit this episode tonight. So, Brian, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, for, for having me. It's been a pleasure. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to listen to it since, since I was just part of the conversation, but I might. It might, depending on, depending on if I want to, you know... Have it on in the car. Relive the magic. Li- yeah, relive it. Yeah. But thank you for um, having me here. It's nice to go behind the scenes. Glad to have you with us. Not a problem. We see how raggedy our setup is. <laughs> <laughs> nice studio in here. Very nice. <laughs> uh, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, BrianJH57. I don't post much on uh, on Instagram. Most of, and, and Twitter is mostly just retweets. Or likes when I when I see Colby say something funny, or he'll he'll retweet something. <laughs> but yes. I just fist bumped. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, sir. Well, y'all, if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com/slash/nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five star rating and a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. Do it as a Christmas gift. Uh, anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show for your 30-day trial. Go to AudibleTrial.com slash NMVPod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. We'll see you not next week because none of us will be here. We'll see you in 2019. Feliz Navidad. See you next year. Merry Christmas. Mean one.